Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And I am really happy to share my next guest with you because he's an introduction from Mark Victor Hansen. So if you guys were listening to the show a couple of weeks ago, you heard the Mark Victor Hansen episode. And when Mark Victor got done talking with me, he said, you have to talk to Devin Woolwind. And he made the introduction. And so let me tell you about Devin. Devin is a 15-year-old. Yes, you heard that right. 15, one, five. 15-year-old real estate investor that started buying real estate at seven years old. Before that, he invested in what he knew at five years old, and he publishes his first book about successes and setbacks at 11. He published his second book about two months ago with Mark Victor Hansen, and he is now currently looking to help teach and inspire the world. Well, I think you're getting a good head start, Devin, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm very excited. I am very excited to have you here too. So, so tell me and share with my listener what got you started into investing at five and real estate at seven. Well, when I was five, I'm not exactly sure the reason, but I'm sure it had to do with my parents had been investing for years, well before I was born. So I was following their footsteps and wanted to be like them. Like they were really cool people to me. So I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be like them. Said, why not try something like this? Heck, maybe I'll make some extra money to buy, I don't know, whatever toy I wanted at the time. (laughs) Some extra Legos, right? (laughs) Sure. I was five years old. And then... It was a couple years later when I was seven, I decided I wanted to try investing in real estate, which, well, is my parents' main business. Okay. It was definitely a lot bigger than my first investment in Legos. (laughs) No kidding. I bet. So as you've been going through this journey, you know, what has been the biggest learning curve for you in becoming an investor and especially a real estate investor at such a young age? I try to learn from everything, especially all the mistakes I make. Um, So in my first investment in Legos, it was my first investment. So there was plenty of things that I messed up in and there was plenty of lessons I learned. As I've heard multiple people say, doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, as long as you get up one more time than that. Yeah. I uh, and so that. even when I was slow making the money at the beginning, which I can talk about a little bit more, but I decided to partner with my brother to make the money to buy the set faster. 
here, let's go back a little bit. So sure. everybody understands a little bit more of what I'm talking about. So when I was five years old, I walked into my dad's office and told him, hey, dad, I'd like to start investing. What should I invest in? And he told me, you should invest in what you know. Or at least that's the summed up version. Right. Uh, so the thing that I knew at the time was Legos. So how do I invest in Legos? I figured out and had realized that after a while, Lego stops making their sets or retires them is the technical term. And then the price doubles. So if I, say, bought a set and then held it until they retired it and they retired it, I could theoretically double my money, which sounded pretty cool to me. Yeah. And so I decided to invest in the biggest set I had ever built, the Lego Death Star. The nice. main problem with that was it was a big set, which cost a lot of money. So I had to come up with $400 at the time. Okay. Which was a lot of money for me. Yeah. And I was working on it, but didn't think I was going fast enough. So I decided to get a partner. My brother is who I decided on. But he was what my dad calls a hand-holding partner. He was more there to make me more comfortable than to actually provide something. Okay. And so it took us too long getting the money and Lego retired the set. This ended up costing us around another $100. Oh, wow. Uh, before we got the set, which again was a lot of money for us at the time. Yeah. But we did buy it and then we held it and the price went up nearly doubling. Which is where the next part came in. I decided that I didn't want to pay eBay's 10% commission. In other words, I didn't want to hire a professional because it cost more money. And I decided to just use Craigslist instead. Okay. But then it wasn't selling very fast and Lego released a new version of the Death Star. I did not expect that to happen. And so I learned a very important lesson there. Always hire professionals. Mm. I'd have to pull up who it was, but I heard somebody on stage say, if you think hiring professionals is expensive, try hiring an amateur. <laughs> You're not wrong. That person is not wrong. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear that that particular way of getting started in business is because that's when I heard that you were investing at age five, I didn't think you were literally investing in Legos. Like I literally just was like, what do five-year-olds do? They like to play with Legos. So I just, you know, happened to yeah, say it's that. The, I was investing in what I knew. Yeah, which was like this. that's awesome. And so, yes, that's a big learning curve to number one, understand, you know, allow the professionals to do their job, right? Because this, this really actually, this applies to the world of real estate too, then, because the number of people I see who aren't willing to pay for a real estate agent to sell their house, the for sale by owner people, right? The mistakes that get made in that. So has that lesson for you translated into your real estate, real Many estate investing? <laughs> okay. While I have occasionally forgotten that lesson, I am quickly reminded. But 
the lessons I learned in that Lego set have probably, maybe they cost me a couple hundred dollars then, but they've probably saved me thousands of dollars now. So totally worth it for me. That's awesome. So shifting from investing in Lego sets to deciding to buy real estate at age seven, how did that decision come about? And and what was the story behind investing in real estate at seven years old? Well, in between investing in Legos and investing in real estate, I had also been learning a lot more, going to more real estate meetings, uh, stuff like that. I also been doing a little bit of investing in silver. Okay. Because uh, it was a low price that I could afford. And it was also something that maybe it could help me in the future. Mm-hmm. Turns out it will be, uh, it's been many years, but hey, it still might help me in the future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that was a little bit more of a transition from just investing in Legos to a lot more learning about investing mm-hmm. before I moved on to real estate. And then one day, for whatever reason, I'm still not totally sure, I decided I'd like to try out this real estate thing. Learn a lot about investing. I think I'm ready. And so I went and asked my dad how I could do this. And he helped teach me and show me what I needed to do. We started by setting up an LLC for asset protection because Mm. that's very important. Yes. Big time. I would definitely agree with that. I did the same thing when I started my coaching business. (laughs) And then to buy property. Remember, I'm seven. I don't have a lot of money to put down on a property. Right. So what I found is a house that I could buy for a lot less than it was worth. It was worth 80,000 and I had it or well, and they had it for sale for 50,000. Okay. And after getting that under contract, I believe it was, I could, it allowed me to easily find a lender, which was actually a hedge fund that I had met the manager of at one of those real estate meetings I mentioned earlier. It wasn't a big hedge fund, but just family office. So after I found somebody to loan on the deal, I still had to come up with a thousand dollars down which was still a bit of money for me at the time, but I worked at a part-time job. And by that, I mean, I worked at the real estate brokerage my parents owned. Okay. So I could earn some money working for them while also learning more about real estate and management, investing, stuff like that. I earned the money and bought the house and it'll be paid off next year when I'm 16. So I can buy a car. That one I did not think of at the time. That was definitely my parents. (laughs) That is awesome. And so with that property, did you flip it, remodel it? And are you renting it out, I'm guessing, because you still own the property? Yep, I'm renting it out. And it makes, I forget how much but a little bit of money every month. And then when it's paid off, it'll make a lot more. And Mm -hmm. I just repeat that process. 
Yeah. And as uh, my family was talking about last night at dinner, we spent a little bit of time finding and buying the property now. And then we wait for 20 years, or in this case, it was only nine. And then we make $500 a month for every unit we own. Nice. And so that can add up quickly. Uh, yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. So at this point now, because you've been investing in real estate for eight years now, how many how many properties are you up to? I currently own 46 units. Oh, I was not expecting that number. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. And so as a young real estate investor, young entrepreneur, what advice would you give? Because as I mentioned before we started our conversation, my audience are parents. So they probably have kids who are six, seven, eight, 15 years old. What advice do you have for these parents to help get their kids involved in entrepreneurship? A, there's no one simple answer to that question. The best thing I can say is you can't force them to do anything. Right. You can, however, show them what the benefits are of them doing this. Mm -hmm. Like my parents have shown me all these great things we have, the freedom we have. That is because we do this work and own these properties. So me, who wanted to also have that freedom, especially when I got older, sure, I'm willing to do some work for this to have this kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. It was an easy, I'll do some of this work now so I can have this awesome thing later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. And, you know, given that at 15, you've got 46 properties, I'm sure you're not going to stop. My guess is you are continuing to invest, but I, I would just imagine that moving forward by the time you're 25, so 10 years from now, have all kinds of freedom, right? Yeah. With all of the properties that you've already will have paid off by that point and now have residual income coming in from those properties, correct? Absolutely. Oh, that is brilliant. I love that. That makes me go, okay, <laughs> what, what can I do with my kids? <laughs> As a mom, what can I do with my kids to help them get started? Because you know, they, they've only ever known me as an entrepreneur. They know that mom used to be a teacher, but by the time they were born, I wasn't teaching anymore. So they don't, they don't know that version of mommy. They know the version of mommy who is a, an entrepreneur building businesses, helping other people build their businesses and, and doing the same. So hopefully that right there is enough to at least get their minds going that they can do anything as well. So so Devin, moving forward, what do you see in maybe the next three to five years for yourself, either in an entrepreneurial world or just in life in general? Overall, I'd like to help more people and help teach more people. Okay. Uh, like you said, Mark had talked to you and I guess introduced me to you and I've kind of been talking to him and working with him to help teach and inspire more people. My first book is called If I Can Do It, So Can You. And that's really a big message I'm promoting. 
I want to help inspire people and show them, hey, I'm 15. If I can do this with a part-time job and no driver's license <laughs> and without the ability to get the bank loans, what excuse do you have? If no. I can do it, so can you. No kidding. Because I'm sitting here going, how does a seven-year-old legally buy real estate? How is that possible? <laughs> you know, because... I'm sure there's so much more to the story. There's there probably is. But my guess is you probably cover some of that in your book. So the first one is called If I Can Do It, So Can You. What's your second book? My second book is called The Garage. It's a fictional story about a group of teens starting businesses and building some cool stuff. They're both available on Amazon for Kindle and paperback. And The Garage is even available for hardback. And after you read the book, be sure to write a review. Yeah. Uh, really helps me when I see what people like and what more of. Absolutely. So are these books that you would recommend for the parents to read, for the kids to read, both? <laughs> the, my first book, If I Can Do It, So Can You, is probably much better for the parents and the people that want to get started investing in real estate. Helps break it down fairly easily and in simple ways that a 12-year-old can understand. And then my second book, The Garage, is much more for kids and teenagers. It's meant to help inspire them, get ideas going in their head, and teach them some of the core business principles to help them succeed. Ah. Oh. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be going out and getting both of those books, one for me and one for my kids. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Devin, it has been my pleasure and my honor to get to speak with you today and share you with my audience. Um, any last parting words of wisdom from a 15-year-old real estate investor? Be creative and take action. Oh, amen to that. Love that. Love that so much. Well, Devin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here and share your wisdom with my audience. I'm so excited to have you here. And Badass Crew, you guys know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.